Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Middle Row the Podcast. This week, we are flashing back to 2000 to watch a Christopher Nolan movie that we can actually safely see. (laughs) That is his second film, Memento. Uh, I believe I picked this for the podcast as a flashback. I remember being a very ardent fan of this movie and the hype around it uh, when it came out. Uh, One of my friend's dad uh, raved about this movie, who had some always had interesting opinions on movies. Yeah, this movie launched Nolan, though I don't think he made Batman next, right? Didn't he make Insomnia next? Sure. You're asking the wrong guy. I I believe that's the order. I'm gonna. I'm racing you. Uh, Uh, yeah, Insomnia. Yeah, Insomnia, which I enjoyed. As well, but I don't know if I've seen it in almost 20 years either. But then his one-two punch of Memento and Insomnia got him Batman. And then he's been doing one for them, one for us for a while, uh, obviously. Now he does whatever he wants, I guess. But yeah, everybody knows Nolan, one of our most prolific filmmakers nowadays. And accomplished and heralded in many light and dark circles of the internet. But... um. Yeah, this film, I think, I mean, very much feels like a Nolan movie. It, it's where all of the, well, I, I have not seen Following. Has anybody seen Following, his first Mm-mm. film? No. It, but this film has all of his, you know, dead wife tropes. Um, <laughs> t- messing with time and uh, structure. Does, uh, it's, does the Batman trilogy count? Because, like, Martha Wayne is a wife and she's dead. <laughs> so does she fit into that? I mean, That's Rachel dies. That's a Disney movie because it's a no, Why did you say that name? <laughs> Nolan's probably like this. That'll do. That'll yeah. do. I mean, the Check second the there. second movie, <laughs> Dark Knight, definitely checks that box, right? I mean, Rachel dies. Dark Knight Rises also checks that box. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we get that box checked all three movies. <laughs> like his dedication to dead wives is pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, lots of dead husband husbands in. Uh, Dunkirk. Okay. My hot take was The Dark Knight is the worst of the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah, we've all heard your hot take. <laughs> I actually probably would agree with John on that. What? No, I what? still think Dark Knight Rises like, is my least favorite. Oh, but they, oh my god. It's Gotham three, Rises for uh, one thing. <laughs> all three, four and a half stars for me, but it's Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises, Batman Begins. Oh, Begins on top. That's interesting. I think mm-hmm. I, I don't know many people who puts the first one. Um... I thought you would because you like Katie Holmes bad. so much. Oh, I well, okay, hold on. Let's let's clarify. <laughs> I think Katie Holmes does a way better job at playing her character than Maggie Gyllenhaal. We've done a whole um, podcast about this. We're talking about Memento. Yeah, I know, but but it's worth saying. <laughs> you started this with the dead wives act. I'm just. I'm... But in general, I also think Nolan just doesn't write women well because like Anne Hathaway was okay in The Dark Knight Rises, but she wasn't like great. Marie Cotillard, she was okay. I don't know. Or maybe those weren't just good vehicles for, like, because I liked, I liked Ellen Page in Inception. I thought Marie Cotillard was, like, pretty good in Inception as well. Yeah, Cotillard had a problem in Rises just because, like, her character was, like, had that turn. Like, it was really hard to flush her out and then keep it a secret, you know? Watch this pivot. This is the most character-driven movie 
<laughs> no, but I think he. I think it's it's a salient point. He doesn't really write characters anymore. He yeah. No, like, this is the, true. The prestige is probably actually his, garbage. His most rich character. Like there's a lot. Like it is about the characters as much as it is the twists and turns. But I haven't seen the prestige. Oh, good. It's not worth no, your time, Ben. Shut the fuck up, John. <laughs> Leonard is. Leonard is definitely like he doesn't feel like he came out of a Christopher Nolan movie. Like uh, you know, like uh, his characters have gotten very sterile. I think, and it's more about the machinations of the plot and how yeah. the structure of the film works for him. Now, I guess Interstellar. I having just rewatched that. Obviously, that's about character too. I guess. What a Lauren and Ben. What are your thoughts on Interstellar? Because I still haven't seen it either. What is, I haven't seen. Um, it. I mostly what? just remember sobbing. What is wrong with you? How have you not just seen every it was Christopher Nolan movie? It was spoiled. I, well, I was just There's looking no at that actually for that fucking movie. Yeah, there is. For Interstellar? <laughs> uh, excuse me. There's not a My spoiler. My anger would, would tell is. you otherwise. Are we talking um, about I haven't, a certain so I haven't don't say it. Please tell me like we got to cut that out for our next like I didn't say intro anything. Bit. Just get John Oh, go, just all that clip. Okay. <laughs> Um, put it in this new spoiler But yes, John, you should you should watch Interstellar. <laughs> and Ben, you should okay, watch Interstellar and Prestige. I also haven't seen Insomnia. I really want to see that, though, because I think Robin Williams. I love Robin Williams. Oh, what? That's the Insomnia you're talking about? Wait, Insomnia? So the Insomnia you're talking about, that's the one with Robin Williams and Al Pacino? Yeah, yeah. and Hilary Swank. That's... That's a Christopher Nolan movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's a oh, it's a yeah, that's great. It's an adapt. It's actually it's a remake of a foreign movie as well. Blow my mind here, guys. Yeah. That's that's not a very Nolan movie at all. Yeah, but I was I mean, shocked to find out deals... that he was involved with Man of Steel. Time and stuff like that. You know, like he can't sleep, yeah. and oh, he's does... you know. I, I mean, it's got. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's just, you can see how he I found mean, a way into it. It's got, yeah. Now that I'm like thinking about it, it has like those Nolan esque bits to it. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely like, if I was ranking the Nolan movies I've seen yeah. by like Nolanness, it would probably be at the bottom. Yeah. No, I could. Which is yeah, sure. that's a if, if it, you have to have how many? Like, if it's based how, on a Norwegian, sorry, go ahead. Yes, sorry. it's based like, off a Nolan-ness movie with Stellan Skarsgård in it. Just to get everybody's quick uh, thoughts on the movie, <laughs> I. I used to give this movie five stars, and I think I went back to a four star, and I think that's partially oh, I didn't because I'm not sure the movie makes any damn sense. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then, there's there's things, <laughs> but but the script and the structure are so well done, and like from the filmmaking perspective, like the Carrie Ann Moss scene where she is one of the best scenes in a movie ever. I think what, the middle one where she uh, oh, you mean the one that I hate. <laughs> oh, you don't like the, where she just rips him a new one and steals yeah. all his pens? Oh. It's suddenly just fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> yeah, but it's so good. It's so good. Um, no, she is but, good at it. I was just like, God, they did not write this scene. Like, every <laughs> other word is just cursing him out. Also, you know, I just, I've grown to, like, knowing what Nolan's capable of as a filmmaker now, this movie just feels so small. And, like, him not getting to flex, like, any of his muscles outside the structure and storytelling side of it things. Doesn't have a, it doesn't even have a single boing. 
But I, I still think this movie's really good. I probably am actually I gave it four, but I'm probably four and a half still on it. I I, I still really I, I would, enjoy it. I would kill for a memento Hans Zimmer cut. <laughs> A strategic blah at every crucial like. Cut. There's a couple loud gunshots at the beginning and the end of the movie. All right, beginning of the movie. That's the end. What did everybody else think of Memento? John. I, I can. Okay. Oh me. Okay. Um, I remember. I remember this being a college film. It in in that being like I didn't. This in Boondock Saints. <laughs> no, Boondock Saints was high school for me. Um, <laughs> In it's that, one like, step down. <laughs> I think when I finally like started to like actually like go out and try to like watch more movies that I heard were like really acclaimed or whatever kind of like cult uh, classics or that kind of thing. Um, that was around college years when I had access to P two P file sharing services, oh and so I remember just this being one of the films where I'm pretty sure I watched it. Uh, like sitting in my computer desk chair, just like legs reclined or like up, and I don't know. Yeah, it was. So there, there's those feelings of kind of like nostalgia, like seeing a, seeing a film with fresh eyes and see, going into a film like really, really uh, innocent and uh, with no bias or perspective, and really like being able to form your own per- critique or perspective on it. And going and for that first viewing, I really liked it. I thought it was. Sorry, I'm now thinking of. <laughs> I'm now wondering if I actually saw this in high school. I mean, it came out in I 2000. Know. I would say it was probably, you probably part of your did high it back school. To back canon. with Boondock Saints. I mean, I might have like considering the like people I like rolled with. Um, <laughs> either way, um, so I don't know when I saw this, but I remember having like such strong feelings of. This is such a cool film, such a unique film that I've never seen done before. And just being mesmerized and so appreciative of all those things that you mentioned, Zach, in terms of the nonlinear narrative, but then how the cinematography blended with that or utilized that really well. And I think one of the things I was interested about seeing on this, it's been like... It's one of those films where you see it once and I don't think you can really see it again or it's not it's not like a, a feel good film where you're just like, I'm gonna sit down and watch Memento. Um, I watched this movie a, enough times during the twenty tens. I mean I I knew yeah, ev- I know weirdo. every beat of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I even watched the special the D V D special edition that played it in chronological order. So I was wondering if there was actually a cut of that, and I'd be interested to watch that. Oh, yeah, that. I for but sure, th- full admittance, after I finished this movie, I googled the plot chronologically to make sure I understood <laughs> what happened. <laughs> for this being my second viewing, I was interested to see how my more adult and more seasoned, quote-unquote seasoned eyes um, would view it. And it it pretty much held up. Like, all of these innovative techniques that Nolan employs still work and yeah it it comes down a little bit because you expect things and there are moments that are ruined because you kind of know they're coming but regardless just even all the hard cutaways like lauren i remember you were complaining about that in a specific film that we reviewed recently and how it just seemed like it was like it how was it edited felt disjointed by like, that was Wasp yeah. network yeah maybe that was it yeah and you could 
like you could almost make that argument here, but it's done so so much more intentionally mm-hmm. and so much more consistently that it works so well. And so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's not. It doesn't hit me as emotionally because it's 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 not as much as of an emotional film to me as it is. I mean, there's a lot of pathos for these characters, but it's still kind of brought down by the weight of oh, this is this is like an intellectual film. This is kind of a thinker of a film. And so you can get wrapped up in the performances by Carrie Ann Moss and Joe Pantoliano and Guy Ritchie, who's incredible. Guy Pierce. Pierce, sorry, thank you. Um, <laughs> and also Guy reminds Ritchie's me. Guy also pretty great. I, I honestly, I'm not sure how much of Guy Ritchie's stuff. I know he's more of a director, but I, I don't know how much of his stuff I've seen. I yeah, feel like Guy Pierce is also like on podcast episodes, also numerous times. About Guy Ritchie specifically? Mm-hmm. done two of his movies in the yeah. past year. Which ones? Oh, I didn't see Aladdin. No, and, uh, we didn't the, do that. The Gentleman. Yeah, Snatch and the Gentleman. <laughs> oh, Snatch. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I keep forgetting yeah, and then we kept telling. I think we told both of you or just one of you to watch Man from Uncle. I can't remember. Yeah, I liked Man from Uncle. Okay, so I didn't love John. it, but I liked it. Oh, man from... Okay, yeah, yeah. With uh, Army Hammer and Henry Cavill. And... Okay. Alicia um, Vikander. There you go. <laughs> oh, she's in it too? Okay, that... Okay, well, yeah. I'll... Have to and Elizabeth sure, Debicki, who's in Tenet, which we haven't seen. So, yeah, I think... I think this is a great film. I think it still holds up. Um, Give it four and a half stars. I'm saying that you think it's good. <laughs> um, ben, go. Yeah. Now, when you saw this movie for the first um, time, Ben, where were you seated? <laughs> Probably on my couch, uh, but I wasn't. But I didn't have my legs. Re- I didn't have my feet reclined, so it wasn't like prime viewing experience. Yeah. Like, but I may, I may have had like a footstool at the bottom, like that might, you know, it was close. It was close, uh, suboptimal, but you know, I'll take. Now, it. was this with your buddies, uh, or was it just something you decided to watch? Um, it was something a friend of mine uh, who was at college during the time. Was like, hold on, hold on, guys. Since you're making fun of me. Let me check the tattoo on my ankle to see when I, where I was. <laughs> but and like, and it was one of those like I was impressed. Like, I mean, my friend was like, "Don't look it up. You're not gonna. You don't want to know what's going on going in." Which not a good way to go because I was like, "What the fuck <laughs> is this movie?" And then like halfway through was when I realized, "Oh, it's backwards." <laughs> I took a I took a while to get that, which is disappointing um but it was like 10 it was yeah like 10 years ago something like that around there but i just like i was impressed with it i think the acting's great i think the story is great ironically the problem with it is like i can't remember most of it oh yeah Uh, same i'll I'll watch it (laughs) ironically or fittingly yeah yeah i guess it was like because i remember talking it's like with another friend after i saw i was like oh man this is so good i mean i loved how it shit i love um, how it shit <laughs> well it's like and i just i couldn't like it, it's uh and i thought maybe i wasn't paying attention mm-hmm. enough maybe i need to see it again and i never did until this recent watch although i uh, let me be clear i i gave it like four stars or i didn't i didn't have letterbox but that would be my my rating would have been like four stars you know uh and this time around I saw it last Sunday, and I already have forgotten most of it, which is, like, fuck. But I, what I do remember 
is it is a great fucking movie <laughs> with really good acting and a lot of just like the, an interesting story. I feel like detectives, like de- mystery detective mysteries, where it's like someone's trying to figure that kind of stuff out. I feel like they usually don't work for me unless they have some kind of interesting, like gimmick to them or or trait. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is kind of the granddaddy of of that, you know, like not granddaddy, but like the peak example of like you watch Lucifer. What? How does that work for you? I mean, he's the devil, so you know, like that's. <laughs> but it's the same thing again, every episode, like, and that's like that's a guilty pleasure for me, yeah. as as opposed to like this is like, like when like my brother was like, "Have you been watching Lucifer?" And we're like, and I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "It's pretty good." Like, yeah, it is. But then we never talked about it again. <laughs> but this this is a movie I. It's weird. Like I re- I would recommend it to people, but it's just like, I wish. Maybe I should watch it chronologically in whatever version that is, Zach. Because I maybe I'd remember it more. <laughs> I don't know. Like, that's that's my my two cents. What's interesting you know? is it's almost like it almost felt like a like a self like a parody of puzzle box movies, but at the same time, like that clearly is what his intention was. Like the way Leonard talks about like figuring out the puzzles and da 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 da. It, it, it takes that side of things so seriously and it mostly works but but then it doesn't kind of at the end um yeah <laughs> but um i'm sure lauren has thoughts on that maybe um <laughs> like i i watched it i don't know how many decades ago now or how long ago it was but i remember two. well yeah not more than two um <laughs> i enjoyed it then and for once when I watched the movie again two decades later, I still actually enjoyed it. It was a nice experience. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's like I don't remember. Is this I, the first? Is this the first one in a long time we've all really enjoyed? Possibly, I don't know. I'd have yeah. to look. Would you say it's been a while? It's been a while. Been a but while. Um, yeah. <laughs> It's funny. I don't remember if I was as confused the first time I watched it this time so much as like I was to the point where it's like, wait. I felt very much like the character because a scene would start and I would just be like, wait, how did we get here? It's like, oh, that's so smart. I'm in the character's shoes. But it's like, maybe it's like, was it intentional or am I just an idiot? Who's to say? You're not an idiot. <laughs> yeah, but either way, it works. Yeah, there's definitely some things looking back on now where it's like, I still have questions that I don't know make sense in the story. And if they ever actually answer, answered them or if they're plot holes. But it's like still overall, it's just it's a really well made movie, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Simple as that. I heard in the ending of Tenet, they like have a big scene that explains to you what's about to happen, and I haven't heard one person. Granted, I haven't heard a lot that has said they had any fucking clue what happens in the final act of that movie. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think this movie makes sense outside the Sammy Jenkins stuff. Yeah. Which, if he's supposed to be Sammy, literally, how does he remember it? And, I, you know, it's always, like, an echo enough that you could argue he's not actually remembering it. Mm-hmm. But then Sammy Jenks is also real because he was a con. Like, doesn't... I think Teddy tells him he was real and he was a con man. But how come he doesn't remember that either? But, but we also can't trust Teddy. So it's like, yeah, is what he's saying true? true? Who knows? That's true. <laughs> and then... Why did... Who... Yeah, I guess, I guess that's the reliable narrator part. Which the movie is having a little, plenty of fun with that. Mm-hmm. And you, like, you can't trust Leonard either. Yeah, because there's always user error, too. Like, he has all these tattoos and still, like, you could interpret them any number of ways. Yes. <laughs> How did, 
how did uh, Natalie know? Can we well for first? Can we mention since we're talking about Sammy Jenkins, uh, Stephen Toblowski? <laughs> I completely forgot he was in this movie until he showed up as Sammy Jenkins, and I was like, yeah. oh, Stephen Toblowski, what a what a yeah, gem. He and, he and uh, was Harriet Sansom Harris, who played his wife, she was great too. She was really good. I will say, I did forget. Like part of part of what makes me forgetting all this shit good is i forgot that twist that like sammy jenkins might be him Mm -hmm. so i'm like oh that's so cool (laughs) um so that's a good thing it's like it's a movie i can come back to it's it's not like i can come back to sixth sense and like yeah be surprised but you know this this movie structure got that for me so you know yeah i definitely didn't remember most of what was happening in this movie so it was very much fresh eyes for me (laughs) The only thing I really remembered was your favorite scene with Carrie Ann Moss where she just, yeah, like Zach said. I mean, she, she was great in this movie. It. I just thought yeah. they could have given her a little bit better dialogue <laughs> in that scene. <laughs> yeah. The use of the word retard was like a, not a trigger, but I was like, that's not. You yeah. love Waterboy. <laughs> You've come a long way in 20 years. Well, Waterboy is like, I love Waterboy as like a guilty pleasure. It's like, I'm not going to be like, it's a great movie with like endearing, like well written mm-hmm. characters and a, and a fantastic story. It's not good. Neither are I we. Enjoy it. It's Who's Bert Hadley? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> what are you even talking about? Is he like no, there, the there's a character here? Or? There's a character named Bert. He was the guy, um, he worked right, at the hotel. Right. Okay, gotcha. Oh, yeah, for, like, he was in, like, two scenes. He was in a few. That was great, too, when he had the, uh, when he accidentally took him to his old room. Mm -hmm. That was, that was pretty great. It's like, at least you're being honest with me. It was so weird, though, because the way he looked at the room, I thought he was involved somehow with more than what he actually was. It's like, no, he still just works there. That's it. (laughs) But I don't know. You could argue because Teddy's sending him to that hotel. Teddy and him might be in cahoots at the same time. That's true. They could be. Yeah, there were certain things. One thing you were about to ask, what were you going to ask? How did Carrie Ann Moss know what? You never actually asked your question, Zach. How did she know about John G? I guess she slept with him. So she saw yeah, it's hard to keep track. The thing with her, yeah, I want to yeah. know is how did she know about the like abandoned place to send him? Like, because at one point she mentions there's some abandoned. Well, place she where knew you could her boyfriend Teddy. was going to go there. I guess potentially. There's some assumptions we have to make about this yeah. book or this movie. That's okay, well, and we have to piece it together from what yeah. Leonard knows, and as we've seen, he doesn't know anything. I really. think the yeah. through line of the story, the color scenes, all make sense. Like mm-hmm. that, the, it's just the Sammy stuff that is. Oh, you want to know something wonky. that doesn't make sense? Why would he take the drug dealer's car? Let's start with that. Yeah, that last <laughs> scene, I also played into the four stars, I think, a little bit. Like, it's super exposition dumpy. He's acting yeah. completely out of character after we've been told he's the same guy the whole time. You know, like, mm-hmm. he just doesn't make new memories. Well, I, th- well, I think it's the, the realization that he's been kind of fooled or tricked this entire time mm. and him saying mm-hmm. i'm going to use i'm going to take advantage of my of my if we can call it that a disability to actually mm-hmm. enact whatever agency i can which is stopping this guy who's manipulating me into yeah other and so and so because of that there's like a there's like a throwing a caution to the winds of like, well, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to like in order to do that, he has to really lean into I'm going to forget everything. And so it's not going to matter. 
Yeah. But it still didn't really feel like for me, like it was his, like it was his choice to, in the end, to like make it so that he would eventually kill Teddy. It always felt like it was Carrie Ann Moss's character who wanted Mm -hmm. to get back at Teddy for me. Carrie Ann Moss's whole plot revolved around Leonard writing, don't believe his lies. But I don't Mm -hmm. even know if she ever knew he didn't trust him. But then there's a lot of implication that Carrie Ann Moss knew Teddy somehow. Yeah, she might she might have had some hand in his. Well, yeah, I, I, I think she I think the implication was that Teddy was a corrupt cop who was working with Jimmy, mm-hmm. and so she knew because of Jimmy and his Jimmy, dealings or yeah. whatever. And so, like, yeah, she always had it out for him because this guy probably always had it out for them. Well, she mm-hmm. knew he killed. Got he was the one who killed Jimmy. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, the Sammy stuff is the only weird stuff I can roll with. Just about but, but, the, but the best, Even if there's the some best plot moment holes. from that, what the fuck? It's a test, Sammy. Test this, you fucking quack. <laughs> like, yeah. st- My question with the Sammy stuff was when we're trying to figure out like how much was, Sam- like if Sammy was ever a real person and it's just a blend of two people or if it was just him completely and there was no Sammy. At one point they said that his wife didn't die immediately. So it's like, so did did he then kill her with um insane? Yeah, I think you're supposed to imply that she yeah, did okay. what Because so, there was a point where she, wrote... she didn't die after the attack. She died because okay, of the Okay, so then at what point do you later. get tattooed on your chest? Like, she was raped and murdered by... It's like, I don't know. It's just hard for me to put certain things yeah. together. But the rape and murder thing did happen. Well, like... It also doesn't help that they put this random shot in the movie of her laying on his chest when he has tattoos on it. So my mind is kind of like trying to fit that in when in actuality it's a made up thing. But I don't know. Yeah, this is this is a yeah, huge I mean, like you can forgive all that kind of yeah, stuff. Though, I right? think, yeah. But, yeah, I guess th- I think I read somewhere, though, when they show Sammy in the um, mental institution. That yeah, they, there is a quick They shot. cut in a shot of him in it and I didn't notice that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think I just need like to go all in with their... Like, maybe maybe there was a Sammy who pretended like to be... Um, no, I think it just like... They swapped them in the chair. So yeah. it's, it's when Sammy's sitting Holy by shit. himself. Yeah, I missed it. And then an orderly walks by and right as he passes Sammy, it's Guy Pierce on mm-hmm. the other end for like less than a... It, it was very... I, I found it very Fight Club-esque, um, which I also thought mm-hmm. was kind of yeah, fitting because definitely. there were so many themes and just the overall aura and feel... It wasn't. It wasn't as grimy and finchery as as Fight Club, mm-hmm. um, but it still had like this kind of like this rough alternative like edge to it, sort of that. Um, yeah, it just reminded me of Fight Club. Yeah, Brad Pitt was actually in the running to play. I the saw that. I thought that was very mm-hmm. interesting. I mean, I feel like they made him look almost like. I mean, yeah. Guy. Pe- yeah, Guy <laughs> Pierce is just. Uh, like he just <laughs> I feel like he's like I know he's in stuff and he's like doing fairly okay but like I feel like he should be a much more like highly sought See, after for me when watching this movie I was like there are some scenes where I didn't like him in this at all but for the most yeah, part I, I enjoyed him no I think I'm with Lauren like he feels a little but again it could just be the character too. yeah, like, yeah. he's like... well, it's, and it's not just yeah and I'm, but I'm not just saying that, like, just from this movie, I'm saying, like, even in, like, Prometheus, he's in it, like, barely at all. I was say, off the top of my head, I can't name any other movies he's in. Have I seen? I mean, he's, oh, yeah, he's weird. He's been typecast as, like, the bad guy who shows in Iron for a few Man minutes at some Iron Man 3. Point. 
Yeah. Oh, you mean that garbage movie? Yeah, that's why I don't remember that. L.A. Confidential. L.A. Confidential was great. And then also... He's great in The Hurt Locker. He's good in... Count of Monte Cristo. I mean, the whole movie... The whole movie is, like, painfully dumb. But he actually is a lot of fun as the villain in Bloodshot as well, so... I forgot he was even in that movie. I think the problem, like, he's... (laughs) <laughs> he he like if Brad Pitt didn't exist, Guy Pierce would easily be like consist- No, he does not have mm. he does not have the same charisma as Brad Pitt. No 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 yeah, hold on hold I, on I hold on him, hold like- on. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> if Brad Pitt didn't exist, Guy Pierce would be easily voted like one of Hollywood's like sexiest men like consistently years on end. But the problem is Brad like they have from the like nose down especially the jawline they have very We're not all the same john they have very similar features <laughs> but brad just has way more pronounced and striking eyes and guys are a little bit more muted and so yeah it's like they look so i like how it sounds like john's put a lot i have i actually it's have it's okay he has a man crush it's great <laughs> i clearly do um no, so, like, I and I hate to say that, like, well, then he's, like, a poor man's or a poor woman's Brad Pitt, because he's still fucking Guy Pierce and he's still an incredible actor and performer. <laughs> Wait, Brad Pitt is fucking Guy Pierce? No. He... <laughs> Only in John's dreams. I hate to... Never mind. I'm, I'm done with this point. Guy <laughs> Pierce is awesome. <laughs> I, no is. one's saying you don't like Guy Pierce. He's usually pretty good, and if he's in a movie, but he is underutilized. He also pops though, in for Ben's like one point. scene, and, and that's like what I'm saying. Yeah, three or four movies. He's great in L.A. Confidential, his best movie. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. You did anybody see the Rover? By the way, Mm-mm. I keep meaning to. You should all should watch the Rover. I feel like there's a Guy Pierce movie that I'm like, oh, forgetting. Who's the guy who played the devil in um, Doctor Parnassus? Uh, Tom Waits. For some reason, I always connect the like when I see them, they look too similar to me. So it's like in my mind, I kind of blend certain things. I would say he, Tom Waits looks more like the guy who runs the hotel. <laughs> I'm not saying movie. I have a good memory. Yeah. They could look nothing alike. Just for some reason, when I saw Guy Pierce in this, I was like, wait a minute. Tom, <laughs> there is a famous Ron Perlman. Tom Waits looks a lot like Ron Perlman, in my opinion. Um. Let's what? Look, look up Rod Perlman <laughs> and look up Tom Waits. They look. I like how like all three of us came up with drastically they different. They look almost look identical. <laughs> Tom Waits. What are you What are you talking about? That's like you know what? Uh, Kurt Russell looks a lot like Arnold. No, that no, that no. no, that's, so, no not at all. so about they're, this movie, they're both relatively fit white dudes. That doesn't nice mean they look. Did someone, someone refresh someone my me memory? No, no, actually, we're done with I it. I think calling Schwarzenegger <laughs> relatively fit is a little bit of an understatement. But Lauren, he had something to say about what this happened movie? to Dodd. I don't remember yeah, I where his ran, story is. I guess ends. he ran him out of town. Okay, because I just remember left, them. They had a gun to his back and walked him out of the hotel, and then I don't remember what happened to him. Who Dodd? Drove. I think he did. The guy who was in the closet, all bloodied. Oh, yeah. Who was in the chase guy. sequence at one point? That's yeah. That's one of the best they just, they just, lines they in a go, movie ever. By the way, what line? When he's like, "Oh, I'm chasing this guy." Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good. No, nope, oh, he's chasing, he's me. chasing me. Yeah, <laughs> that was yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. I also like can't remember to forget you. It was super sad. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you all chimed in. Or I've been in John, especially the performances. I think they're all quite. I, that those can't be argued with either the core three mm-hmm. um are all 
fantastic, I think. And if this was an interesting post-Matrix reunion for Pantoliano and uh, Carrie Ann Moss. I think, I think she said that she recommended Joe because of the Matrix. Yeah, she did. Hmm. Joe Pantoliano is underrated. I mean, he's been working forever, you know, and has a couple big movies and stuff, but he's always good. Good stuff, that guy. <laughs> he's he's appropriately sleazy and conniving as Teddy in this movie. And uh, he's only got kind of one track in this movie, but Carrie Ann Moss gets to show like eight shades of Natalie, and I think she's really great, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, Agreed. so we all agree this movie holds up. Maybe not as high as we used to. Maybe a little lower. Uh, maybe about the same. Real quickly, intellectually speaking, too, like I, it brings up some amazing themes about like, um, ex- like existence and reality and memory and how that incorporates into human experience too. So I remember this film for being one of not just like enjoyable for its like noir esqueness and like the mystery aspect of it, but the themes that the the very deep and profound themes that it pulled out as well. Question. When were the black and white scenes of him on the phone? When do those take place in context with the rest Before. of the story? Before. Yeah. They 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 switch from black and white to color for the well, last sequence. That's right, cuz that's when he finds out the drug dealer angle. Yeah. Cuz you see him leave the apartment in those clothes with the truck and Teddy and then it switches mm-hmm. to color um that's at right. some point in the yeah. Speaking of clothes, like what era was Jimmy from? He came, he was like out of the <laughs> 70s when he showed up in the end. It's like, it was also, so weird. Also, that suit would never fit Guy Pierce. That yeah, guy they, was they, huge. They, compared yeah, to they clearly <laughs> did like a, a costume change. Well, or yeah, a and then Guy, guy Pierce put a Carrie Ann Moss character shirt on at one point, and I was like, I don't know if that could have happened either. <laughs> yeah. I think my only other complaint, if we're if we're wrapping up, was just like I had so much problems with the designs of his tattoos because first of all it's like I don't under- he talks about how you like come to like trust your own handwriting and that's one of the only things you can trust and then all the tattoos on his body are different it's fonts. like completely different font yeah, yeah and like and he's like he has like a to-do list on his wrist and then there's like two things and then the it's like the facts you know he has those on his arm but like they're, they're written so big and so spaced out that the facts go all over his body though even though there's only like five of them it's like you need to consolidate <laughs> dude like you only have so much canvas to work with what is going on with these tattoos and some are written backwards some aren't and they're all just weirdly placed he he gets like three done over the course of this movie it feels like and it's like i guess they say it's only been a year or so since the accident you know i was also confused because joe pantoliano's character made it seem like he had done this so many times with um guy or with leonard like they'd killed so many people but i guess there's only like um three murders in this like the wife gets murdered he kills jimmy and then uh lenny dies at the end or teddy not lenny yeah so i guess and it, then, but, but the, it there's made the it picture. seem like they'd killed like so many people over the years but i guess it was only just actually like a year or something yeah they yeah. got revenge well they got revenge on oh you already said that the wife's murder never mind okay oh wait no i guess that would have been the fourth one i didn't mention that one actually but we they don't know if him. they even got revenge. No, I mean, they, no said they said, he did. yeah. We, we have to trust him, I guess? I don't know. I guess, I don't know. I'm not sure we can trust anything Teddy says. Yeah, I don't know. This is true. But you would also think everybody would know about the, uh, the guy who can't remember things running around town murdering drug people <laughs> would stand out a little bit more. 
Yeah, I feel like that'd be a little... Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone in this town has been told the story of Sammy at this point. <laughs> they might just start calling him Sammy, because that's... Yeah. Oh, that was it. Like, I mean, I can't go into details as to why it reminds me of but the whole time I was watching this, I kept thinking about how I really need to watch Shutter Island again. No, okay, mm. so I was actually... I, I'm with you on that, Lauren, because I think the ending, especially, again... I still have. I was gonna say that, I, that's why I'm not going into it because Ben yeah, hasn't seen it. Much, pre- much appreciated. There, there's a thematic piece to the ending that I think Nolan makes you think in this one, whereas Scorsese makes you feel more in his film. That's what I'll say, Ben. Yeah. Okay. I still don't even know if I actually saw the ending of Shutter Island because we were at the theater and this, like it went out. So it's like, I don't know if I've seen the last five minutes of that movie, which is very important to that story. It's like, I read it, but I, I don't know imagine, if I've seen yeah. it. <laughs> um, you're um, connecting the um, wrong Christopher Nolan movie, FYI. The same one. Same year. Both those movies came out. Same actor. Similar themes. Inception and Shutter Island. A double feature. Find it now on middleofrow.com, written by me. Oh, I haven't seen Inception since theaters either, so. Inception's one of those, though, that I will, I think it's interesting that since since this film, and maybe Insomnia has this, so you, you guys can speak more to that, like, Christopher Nolan has incorporated more action elements into his films, and I think Inception was one of the, the epitomes of that, I guess, um, which makes it so memorable. I was just reading my notes. And one of the random things I wrote down was just, I don't understand people who like stand in the water as they turn on the shower instead of waiting for it to warm up. These are the things I take note of when I'm watching movies, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to do it for Memento. Um, maybe we'll get to see Tenet sometime soon. I'll probably s- s- scooch my way up to Sacramento one of these weekends and see it at the I should have gone last week and it was fucking hot as hell down here. Did anyone look and see what its box office numbers were? It made twenty million US, one hundred and fifty internationally. So it's making Ooh. money, and hopefully, it's, it's made it right. enough yeah. money that they will put it on VOD faster. Um, yeah, that they don't need to like try to stretch the theater experience out. So next week we are doing my the our last flashback pick of the year. Oh, no. And it is also my pick again, which is the 2010 documentary, maybe, scare quotes, uh, Exit Through the Gift Shop. Uh, The film was directed by Banksy, this uh, street artist. And it is a really great movie. Has anybody seen this movie? Have you guys guys been seeing the conspiracy theory going around Twitter that... uh, Banksy is actually the host of Art Attack. I don't even know what Art Attack is. It's like some kids like art chill like program uh, from <laughs> Canada, but they're trying to say the host of that is Banksy. <laughs> I think uh, Guy Ritchie has been floated as the Banksy, as a potential oh, really? person who's Banksy. Yeah, but um, yeah, exit to the gift shop. It's uh, it's kind of like a, it's a lot of things, but it's really good. It's really entertaining. It's funny. Uh, I kind of don't want to spoil it. It's it's kind of there's kind of it's kind of a twist, um, but I think it'll be lots for us to discuss. Um, and I haven't seen it in a while. I'm looking forward to revisiting it. So um, been a while. <laughs> go watch Exit Through the Gift Shop. Wrap up our flashbacks, our initial run of flashbacks for the year. Uh, it'll also be our 150th episode. Look at that. Woo-hoo! <laughs> 
Uh, whip, whip, whip. Yeah. We made it 150. I haven't killed John yet. I was, so, I was just going to say, I'm surprised we've all survived 150 episodes. How many additional bonus episodes and snowballed or snowman episodes? And Well, the 100. Well, I have snowman two, I think. I don't know about the rest. Technically, 150 includes the snowman episodes. Oh, it I does? Think. Yeah. I, I didn't. So then like, we're, only, we're not even at 150. <laughs> Well, we are. I mean, we're we're well over 150 on the feed for what sure. What were all the snowmans? Snowman, the silence. I thought there were. Oh, Solo. A oh, Star I was Wars story. That one, though, so. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I feel. I don't feel as bad about that one. It's a good movie. Why was it also your uh-huh. fault? <laughs> you guys, you, you guys are saying. <laughs> you're surprised I haven't died yet. Zach here with his opinions. Solo was a good movie. Lol. <laughs> Yeah, but we expect it from Zach at this point. <laughs> this is like this is like the definition of white privilege. Zach can get away get away with his terrible opinions, and I can't. Oppression. No, I can't. Who I said can't the reason you're the dying day. is because of your opinions? <laughs> I can't wait for the day when like the three of us realize that a movie is going to be shit long before it's out, and Zach's like, "It's gonna be great," <laughs> and then we finally come back, and even Zach is like, "You guys are right. It was a shit movie." I just, I feel like when did this has this so when joy. when has this happened that I lo- like the shit movie everybody else thought was shit. Um, I feel like Do it's happened. Uh, mother. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my first one. I know John kind of liked. It. I had expectations for Mother because it was a Darren Aronofsky movie, but I literally had no yeah. idea what that movie was going to be. You were telling me it was going to be the shit, and, and it, was. it was just shit. One of the top ten <laughs> movies of twenty tens. Um. <sighs> Just gonna swallow my I love that thing you um, shared about. Oh my god, what's his name? Uh, something Boon Ho. Oh, Bong Joon Ho. Yeah, the yeah Joon Ho. His, his, his <laughs> favorite movies. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Um. Oh, oh, and it was like the the different. Um, yeah, different like versions different of all the other, yeah, yeah host parasite. Yeah, that was great. mother. What was the other one? Memories of a murder. Yeah. Yeah, mother. His mother and memories of a murder. I actually think I probably like as much or more than a parasite i haven't seen those but i really enjoyed the host the host is so good parasite is not to be or not to be confused with stephanie meyer's adapted film (laughs) the host with that movie was so bad that was one of the worst movies i've ever seen in a theater i think (laughs) or to be confused with host streaming on shutter (laughs) yes hey zach what do you what do you think of the other stephanie meyer movies though um c f B, C minus, B plus. Which one gets the F? The second okay. one. New, New moon. moon. was a piece of shit. They're, they're all not great. <laughs> <laughs> Although I feel like going back, didn't we discover that I actually gave some of them higher ratings than Probably. I expected? At this? <laughs> um, until next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm Zach Oldenburg. You can find me wherever you can find at Zach Oldenburg. You can find me, us, at middleofrow.com. And you should rate and review the podcast. Apparently it helps things. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on... <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just trying to go slow to run out John's oh. clock. Letterbox. I'm laughing at Zach actually losing it. Now that we've clarified that, Ben, you're an asshole. You're a piece of shit and a, a trash human being. <laughs>
Oh shit, I forgot where I was. I better start over. I'm Ben Grigsby. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd at the <laughs> He left! <laughs> uh, at the Grigsby Bear. And you can find all of us on Facebook at Middle of the Row. I'm Jonathan Rahul. Ben's a piece of shit. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter. <laughs> Another Rahul J at Middle of Row. John, they're up four. I, they're going to win. I see it. I see it. And I'm Lord Heimbaugh. You can find me at 42 Wallaby Way, Sydney. Um, <laughs> no, you can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees. And you can find us on Tumblr at middleofrow.tumblr.com. Thanks for listening. Go watch Exit Through the Gift Shop. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row. Mm-hmm.